0: Let me ask this. I think when everyone thinks about relaxation, they think about the spa. Did, did, did we experience the spa?
1: I did. I went to the spa and I got a smoothie. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> I love it, Gail. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel. And I will start as I have taken to doing by welcoming my fabulous co-host of the show. Welcome, Sam.
2: Why, thanks, Brian. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing fine. You are going on and off mute because you're eating. So I hope that the green room snacks and amenities are to your liking today. We tried really hard. We tried really hard.
2: The Topo Chico lime is excellent. I'm going to say that
0: even the Topo Chicos, you and the Topo Chicos.
2: <laughs> I need
0: more. Of I that. turned you on to those by the way and I feel like I get I feel I feel like I get new recognition for that. so uh, yes. Topo Chico, the water of choice of the DCL duo not sponsored by Topo Chico. All right, <laughs> so with that we are excited to welcome two guests to the show. I'm gonna start by welcoming back Gail, who is a like three peat bonus guest and is finally here for her first rapid fire round. So Gail, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, welcome, and I could not be
3: more excited. Woohoo! I
0: love it. I also want to welcome Gail's friend, Kara, to the show, who sailed with her. So welcome, Kara.
3: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: And just so that uh, folks out there know, Gail is with Off to Neverland Travel, so we are always excited to get that kind of travel agent point of view on our show. They tend to be very knowledgeable, which is why we use one ourselves. So uh, thanks, Gail, for coming on and, and sharing your expertise with us. My pleasure. You know, we always do our guests' Disney cruising backgrounds. And uh, Gail, since you've been on a few times, we will have you recap that for us. But I want to start with Kara because she's brand new to the show. So, Kara, what is your background with Disney Cruise Line and cruising in general?
3: Sure. So, um, like Gail, I have, I'm have i almost exclusively a Disney Cruise Line cruiser. We have one cruise on a previous cruise line that we never discussed. And I think Gail will go through like a deeper history of all of our cruises, but one of my favorite Disney Cruise Line cruises that I did that she hasn't done, I'm at number 14 and we'll talk about her number in a second, is Alaska. So I was on the inaugural Alaskan cruise out of Vancouver and fell in love with that port and fell in love with Alaska. I cannot wait to go back. I am not sure if I will ever get Gail to go, but I think I could if we went in midsummer because i think the the warmth would be enough for her at that point cuz she's a very cold-natured person but i absolutely adored the alaskan sailing
2: that's amazing that you were on the first one that's so cool
3: yeah it was supposed to be gail and i and she was like i'm going to be cold and i don't want to do it so i took my parents instead so not only was it an amazing cruise but it was a fantastic memory with my mom and dad too
0: Gail, this was your Sweet 16 cruise based on what you sent to us beforehand. So congratulations there. And uh, so you've been on 16 sailings with Disney Cruise Line. You want to recap kind of your experience with the ships?
1: Well, thank you. Um, Actually, Kara made a whole bunch of door decorations to uh, commemorate the Sweet 16 that definitely got our room stewards' attention. But uh, started cruising with Disney in 2006, actually because of Kara, because it was part of a celebration trip. And she said, hey, let's try this out. So we've done Bahamas, Eastern, Western Caribbean, West Coast, Repo. Mexico, Baja, and the Mediterranean. Uh, I think all together. And I would like to point out, I was not on the Alaskan sailing because I was leading a study abroad, and I was in Europe at the same time. <laughs> I always leave that part out of the story, don't I? <laughs> well, you know that's
2: that's a pretty good excuse.
0: Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it.
2: <laughs> Wh- which re we which repositioning cruise or cruises have you have you all done
0: from Vancouver to San Diego? Nice. Did it stop in San Francisco?
1: Um, no, our Pacific coast, the Pixar Day at Sea that we had previously covered, it stopped in Astoria, Oregon, which I think is the one and only time it stopped
0: there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, home of the Goonies for everyone out there uh, listening, if you've seen that movie, yes. And Haystack Rock just down the coast where they filmed part of the Goonies as well. So, yeah, that's interesting. We did a
3: fun glass blowing excursion in Astoria. still one of my favorite excursions we've ever done together.
0: Well, today... We're going to be talking about rest and relaxation, which is not terminology you typically hear connected to Disney, although, you know, Disney Cruise Line, I think we do hear it connected a little bit. But Gail, you suggested that we uh, we focus in on how to relax and rest aboard a Disney cruise. And Gail, you and Kara just got back from a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise on the Fantasy out of Port Canaveral. And so wanted to talk about that, both from the rest and relaxation standpoint, but also because... Some of the ports that have not been on that itinerary are back. And so that's fantastic to hear about Grand Cayman and Jamaica coming back online. So why don't we start where we like to, which is um, what was the boarding experience for you like getting on the Fantasy this time around? Smooth or or hectic?
1: So I would say it was definitely smooth as I think it's been covered already. The at-port testing has changed from PCR to antigen. So it went much more quickly to the point we were on the, the first bus to get out there and we were done with our testing and cleared before the terminal even opened. So they had us holding in the waiting tent uh, until the terminal opened.
2: So, so you guys took the Disney transportation bus from the, one of the resorts? From the airport. Ah, uh, From the airport.
0: Gotcha. Did you fly in the same day or did you, uh, did you stay overnight oh, at uh, the Hyatt? No.
2: Brian, no.
1: nobody <laughs> recommends you fly in the same day. Of course well, that's not. That's our, that's <laughs> our
0: rule. That's our rule. But we, we do hear of people who like to live dangerously. So, uh.
1: That's not us.
0: So you stayed, did you stay at the airport Hyatt then there at MCO?
1: Uh, we stayed at a Marriott.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So you, uh, so you, you shuttled back to the MCO then to, uh, to take the transportation. Yes. Okay. Interesting. How was it? Was that? Was that an early day then? I mean, that were you on like the first bus out of MCO?
1: Yeah, we got on the bus to leave the hotel at eight o'clock.
0: Okay, yeah, that's an early, that's an early day for sure. Uh, at least for Disney Cruise Line.
1: I mean, we weren't really asleep anyway. Who sleeps? You're too excited.
0: <laughs> that's I'm for sure. Too excited. That's true. What, what kind of uh, what kind of stateroom did you get on board this cruise?
1: So this cruise wasn't originally on our 22 travel list. It really got added for us um, fairly late. So we had a guarantee, which we expected was going to be a 7A veranda, the lowest veranda that you can have. And we were um, quite delighted that we ended up
2: in a 5C midship deck nine. That's an upgrade. That's a really great
0: one. It was a great room. Nice, nice. And do you do you have any sense of how many people were on your sailing?
1: Yes, we actually asked about that, and they said it was going to be roughly twenty five hundred out of the four thousand. And then the next week, which was going to be Memorial Day, they were going to be up at about thirty three hundred. And they said after that, they were going to go full capacity.
0: So this sailing was in mid May, then. Yes. Did you? So did you get the sail away party? That's also something that's been coming back.
1: Actually, our ship and our sailing did, but in the Theme of rest and relaxation, we did not attend.
3: (laughs) We called it a sail away pajama party. One of us might have been napping during that. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Listen, once you've seen the sail
2: away party you know, one, two, 10 times, it's the same sail away party every time, right? We
0: we have a friend who operates under the hashtag drunk by sail away moniker. And so, oh. uh, you know, not, <laughs> not, that, not that we promote going that direction of being uh, involuntarily asleep by the sail away party, but uh, we have certainly <laughs> skipped it a few times ourselves in favor of a more relaxing... Uh, Relaxing adult beverage uh, taken on the deck of the ship as we watched the ship sail away. So I can I can appreciate that. Where did you experience the sail away from?
3: Well, the the technical sail away, I might have been asleep in bed for, but Gail <laughs> did wake me up before we were completely out of the canal at Cadaveral, so that I could at least like see the shoreline before we uh, departed. So I think you were awake the whole time.
1: Well, it brings us to the fact that when we talk about what is one of the favorite places, what are the favorite spaces that we have on the ship. It's our veranda.
0: Absolutely. Nice. So you make good use of the veranda then. That's something that we have shied away from veranda rooms typically because we don't make as much use out of it as we, you know, as we thought we might. So you you really appreciate having that veranda then?
1: Absolutely.
0: Morning coffee, drinks, like what, what kind of, uh, what kind of time do you spend out there?
3: we'll we'll do drinks. um if i if I get a drink, I'm a slow drinker. Gail's not really much of a drinker. And so I'll always end up back at the veranda with my drink, especially if I do like one of the drink experiences, um uh, which I did on this cruise. And so I brought two drinks back to the room and sat it on the veranda for a little while and drank. But we'll just pop out there in the middle of the day and read for a while, too sometimes.
1: Well, and the thing that we have uh, agreed upon that we have a strange interest in the docking and departing process we will purposely look at our watch and be like oh it's almost time to leave and we'll rush out to the balcony like santa claus is coming just to watch the ship fire up and then throw the lines off and us to depart and sail away out into the sunset and i can't explain it but we have found ourselves doing it on a very regular basis yes
0: You know, before we dive into the whole relaxation topic, I'd love to hear more about... So, obviously, Disney, more recently on their Western Caribbean itineraries, they modified it to be Costa Maya and Cozumel only, and Grand Cayman and Jamaica weren't on the itineraries, and they brought those back more recently. Uh, I'd love to dive into the port experience around those two ports just to hear what things are like now that the ships are sailing again. So, maybe we could start with Grand Cayman. Uh, They were or resisted for a long time bringing ships back. And there was some speculation as to whether they may or may not ever bring them back. So what was the experience like for you in Grand Cayman? Did you did you get off or in the spirit of rest and relaxation, did you just hang out on the, on the ship? Let me ask you that, Gail.
1: Brian, I'm glad that you got to the theme of our podcast for today, the rest and <laughs> relaxation. We, in fact, did not leave the ship in Grand Cayman, nor Cosimo.
2: <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but I will let Kara take the lead on Jamaica. Th- this this sounds like the, my
3: kind of cruise, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You can join us anytime, Sam.
0: Actually, that's funny because it sounds more like my speed of cruise than Sam's. But
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> but. a little,
2: it's a little of both. The not getting off at port is probably my, probably both of our style. But the rest and relaxation on the whole cruise is probably more Brian's style. If I'm being totally fair, because I'm a, I want to go and go to do the midship detective agency and go to game shows and all that crazy stuff. So
0: well, and, and before we move off of uh, off of Cozumel or Grand Cayman. Th- I'm just curious. Did you look at maybe doing like a beach day or anything? Because that tends to be, I'll I'll get off the ship to relax at like a beach and be pampered a little bit. But did 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 that even cross your radar?
1: So it really didn't, and that's because Hera and heat don't get along. At all, and we knew that probably Castaway was going to be enough,
2: which is why you love Alaska. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, this all is making perfect sense now.
0: <laughs> well, Kara, we will see you in Norway this summer. Then on our cruise, I suspect uh, we will it's, it's to-
3: on our list. It's not going to be this summer, but it is definitely on our list
0: <laughs> to do. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's let's talk about Jamaica then. So, what was uh, what was Jamaica like?
3: So we docked in Jamaica, and the dock at Falmouth is like a little plaza, like a little shopping plaza. And so we had looked at all of the excursions for all the ports we always do and had not really found anything that we wanted to do as a port adventure. And so when we saw the plaza, we are like, we can literally just hop off the ship and just go for a walk. And so, and feel very confident and comfortable doing that because neither one of us enjoys the sort of bartering and all those sorts of things. And Sam, I remember you guys talking about that when you were in Mexico on your Catalina trip. Um, and we don't we don't like that at all. We'll tend to shy away from those independent excursion or independent walkabouts in those kinds of situations. But this looks perfectly great. I'm really glad we did it. Uh, I ended up buying a swim cover up, which had been sort of a quest that I was after on this cruise. and so did find one, which was tons of fun to now have that as both a souvenir and a practical thing that I need. But it was a great little a uh, great little port and uh, we really enjoyed it. I would love to go back someday because there are a few other things now that we've started posting pictures on social media and things that a couple of friends have said, oh, if you ever go back, you need to do this. So I, I might reconsider some of the export adventures based on some of those recommendations that we've gotten.
2: were you guys looking, when you were looking at the other excursions, what kind of variety did they have? Did it seem to be pretty comparable to what they've had pre pandemic, I guess? You know, zip lines and beaches and drink making and those kinds of things.
1: So it initially looked like it was a lot of the things that we would expect from past sailings. What I learned over time was, although there were a number of those experiences listed, a lot of them were marked unavailable, which a lot of people in our cruise presumed that they were sold out. And we learned that maybe they actually weren't being offered. And there was question about if this was still a COVID protocol, a requirement for the Disney bubble if you will, or if perhaps some of these suppliers were not yet back in business and we're not really sure. So while it looked like a lot of the normal things were back, I'm not sure that that was realistic.
0: Now that we're past the the truly hectic, onerous, physically demanding port stop that you had in Jamaica, <laughs> <laughs> let's focus back on the rest and relaxation and, that you had on board the the cruise. So, I guess as you think about rest and relaxation, you know, I love how Virgin puts it actually in terms of their like detox, retox program. I guess maybe a little <laughs> bit. And so. Let me start with you Carol like what are some of your favorite ways to relax on board the ship and you know th- that you experienced on the sailing
3: well I think it, for us it starts before the cruise so one of the things I've taken on and Gail we've done this since October right we started doing it we started going back to covid yeah okay we will sit down usually virtually because we don't live in the same place and spend 30 minutes to an hour. Making a little list, and it's literally just a four by six index card of okay. On this sailing, we want to make sure we try to do these things. And it might have Disney trivia, it might have '80s music trivia, which we both love. You know, we want to watch a movie under the stars. We whatever we want to do. And so we did that probably a month before the cruise. Um, and that's kind of when we just confirmed. We always keep looking at the port adventures, but we're like, yeah, there's really just nothing we that's jumping out at us that we want to do. We start with that. So even though it's resting, it's restful, it's intentionally restful. So, you know, Sam, you said you like to go do all the some of the shows and the trivia and that sort of stuff. We like doing that too, but we want to be really intentional about it. So we make that card and then we stick it to the back of the door with a magnet. And I take great pleasure every day in looking at the card and putting a little tick mark next to what we did. And it sort of becomes its own little silly memento for each cruise.
2: Yeah. So you're game planning, you're game planning, your relaxation. And
1: I think it's there for two reasons is number one is get on the ship and and everybody's sort of running around all excited and, and you see everything that's in the app. And it reminds you, hey, I wanted to do something else with my time. But on the flip side, it also makes sure that you don't nap
2: your entire cruise away.
3: Which I might do if nobody (laughs) held me accountable.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, sleeping in in those beds is pretty nice, I must say. (laughs) Well,
0: it it makes me think of like, even on our 11-night cruise, we got off the ship and there were things that were like, darn it, why didn't we get that done? Or why didn't we do that tour or whatever it was? And uh, so I I love the idea of going into it with, we're going to be... uh, intentional uh, and planful with your time on board because there's enough to do to keep you heavily occupied throughout a cruise if you're not if you're not careful and you may end up just kind of yeah going with the flow ending up in a trivia you didn't really want to do and the thing you wanted to do was the art of the theme ship tour or something like that so yeah that's that's a great idea it's a great idea dear etsy maybe there's a fun disney cruise line based uh door magnet solution for this problem as well
3: care. <laughs> I know I could. That'll be part of my new business offerings. I like it. <laughs> I want to
2: know what's on the what was on the list before, but without talking about what you actually did, I want to know what was on the cruise list.
3: Um, midship detective playing playing putt putt a... As- Film Under the Stars, Sweet on You, Chicken Tenders. Deck four. Deck four. The
1: Deck four loungers, not to be confused with walking or shuffleboard.
3: Well, we had, I think we had both, we had both walking and the loungers on deck four on the board on this one. Playing cards was on this one. That was a new thing for us.
1: Going to the youth club open houses. Yes. Because we don't have kids in our travel party.
3: Right cuz you wanted to wash your hands. And we oh did. Oh my gosh, those things are so fun. <laughs> I would I would need one of those in my house. There were a couple of other things on the on the list, but those are some of the major highlights of what was on there.
0: Nice. I love that chicken tenders got their own call out. That's that's my.
3: Yeah. I
2: I also love that they got their that they were an item on the list. That's It pretty was funny awesome. when
1: we got our room assignment. My exact words were we are exactly two decks under the chicken tenders. <laughs>
0: I love it. <laughs> uh, that's a new uh, a new category for anyone for room selection proximity to the chicken tenders. There you go. Well, so of that list, did you did you check them all off? We're very good with lists, but I don't (laughs) think we
1: checked them all off this time. But we also did some things that weren't on the list. So I think it was a wash in the end.
2: Well, the list, the list can change, right? Because you don't have the one thing with Disney, you don't have the Navigator app in advance. And especially, you know, in these times there, the offerings are consistently or constantly changing. And so there are things like. For example, Brian mentioned the Art of the Theme Ship Tour, right, that I think just got brought back on in the last month or so. And so you wouldn't necessarily have known that that was going to be on or some other activity that you wouldn't know was going to be on. Did, Did you find your list changed a lot when you got on board or just a few things here and there?
3: I think a few. Yeah. One of the things that would have been, on because watching Dr. Strange was on the list, but I didn't think I'd be able to get popcorn for the movie because until this cruise, we weren't able to get popcorn for the films. And so this time I was, and it was able to have popcorn and a beverage while we were in the theater, which was great.
1: And we purposefully waited to see the movie until we were on the ship, so that was that was our premiere experience. Which doing it in the Walt Disney Theater is a great place to do that. Absolutely. So I will say that we uh, we committed Disney Cruise Line blasphemy a couple of times. Yeah, we did.
2: <laughs> what is the
1: Disney Cruise Line
2: blasphemy?
1: Uh, well, more than once, and I know that this is a little bit common. More than once, we skipped dinner, but we also skipped. Broadway
2: style shows plural. You're, you are you are kind of killing me right now. Yeah
3: I, Trust me. We thought the same thing. Yeah we we only regret one of those decisions. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which one So which which one do you regret?
3: We, we
1: regret uh, skipping Aladdin uh, and we did it because in previous viewings, we were honestly a little off put, creeped out, overwhelmed by the genie. And then we did go to Believe, and the genie was great. We were like, oh, we shouldn't have skipped Aladdin.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it really depends, right? There, Some of the genies are better than others, and... And they change the show very often. Well, I mean, the genies part, because a lot of it is based on whatever's happening in social media and in pop culture. They change some of the jokes and references very often.
0: All right. So, aside from the shows, let, let me ask this. I think when everyone thinks about relaxation, they think about the spa. Did, did, did we experience the spa?
1: I did. I went to the spa and I got a smoothie. That's <laughs> <Great. laughs> right. <laughs> I
3: love it, Gail. <laughs>
0: Oh, so no spa, no spa treatments, no spa treatments, just a smoothie. Yeah,
3: I did the um, the kickstart your day beverage tasting, which features the smoothies. And when I came back, Yale was like, "I want a smoothie." So we went up to um, the spa and got smoothies, or got her a smoothie. I just had three plus two, a mimosa and a bloody mary. I was good for the day. Yeah,
1: now that we can't reserve the rainforest all to ourselves, that was you know not the
2: same.
0: I feel you on that. Would have been curious if you got maybe some last minute deals, especially staying on board in the ports, uh, the two ports that you did. Uh, But yeah. All right. So no spa experiences.
3: Well, I did check the app for um, spa deals because I do keep an eye out for those. I didn't see anything spectacular. That was the other reason because I was like, I might go you know, get a massage or something. But I didn't see anything that was super spectacular on those days. So I imagine that means that they're getting back up to capacity, which I guess is good for that team.
0: Well, I heard some beverage tastings in there. I love that kickstart your day beverage tasting. Kara, what did you think about it?
3: I loved it. So this was the second time I have done it. I did it in October when we were on our eight night and um, loved it so much. I was like, I'm going to go do it again. Different crew member teaching it this time. And he did a great job as well. The um, They had some little trays set out with all of the different ingredients. So I didn't have to sort of figure out what in the world is a goji berry. Um, I could actually go up and see, which was nice. That was different from my October experience. And this one ran a little more efficiently in terms of the service. Um, Even though it was much more crowded, there were probably 18 of us in Skyline. So it was definitely full capacity. Uh, The interesting thing about this one, the taste of of all of the drinks was very different. The Bloody Mary, for example, was way less spicy. Whoever, this bartender doesn't make them spicy as the last one. And I would have assumed the Bloody Mary is not something that I love. So I don't always order it by itself on the ship. I guess I would have assumed there was a little bit more of like a Disney way to do it. Because normally I just order a beer, a glass of wine. So there's no skill in that. So this was an interesting experience for me to re- realize that the mixed drinks aren't really all that standardized in Disney vernacular. Maybe I just got an off one, but that was kind of fun to to realize that every bartender puts their own spin on things.
0: Yeah, I I liked that that particular drink tasting just because it was not shots and shots of alcohol. Like they had like smoothies, and then it was really just two drinks. It was a, a mimosa and the Bloody Mary. Yeah. And I did find the Palo Bloody Mary that they put out to be very. I don't want to say bland well i guess mine was bland Uh, (laughs) i I would have liked a little bit more seasoning in it um it tasted more like they had
2: brian likes a spicy bloody mary
0: well it tasted like the tomato soup in gazpacho form with some basil in it and i was sort of like oh that's not okay yeah this doesn't feel like a bloody mary to me this feels more like uh you just added some vodka to tomato soup and but you know look the tomatoes were fresh just like they fresh and bright just like they're in tomato soup but yeah it was just not 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 quite the Bloody Mary I was expecting. But yeah, um, but I love the smoothies that they gave you up front. I thought those were really delicious yeah, and fun. it
3: is. And I've tried several of the other drink tastings in the past and I, I'm a lightweight. So by the third glass of wine, I'm toast. I, I don't have any more in me. So this is one, this one's structured much better. I still want to catch mixology sometime and I don't know what, we're going to have to sale concierge to get that, I think, because you just could never book that one, uh, even on platinum.
0: All right. Uh, and Gail, did you partake of any drink tastings yourself?
2: I did not. I was sound asleep. <laughs> yeah, this is early in the morning, the jump start your day one. Uh, how early was
3: that, Kara? It was nine. Oh, that's not too early. No, it wasn't terrible.
0: All right, so we hit drink tastings. Uh, we hit the spa. Where else? Where else did you like to relax? What about the Cove Cafe? Did we Did we do some relaxation in the Cove Cafe?
1: It's too hot, Brian.
0: Too hot. <laughs> in the co- no, but in the, ca- in the cafe? The cafe's air conditioning I'm sure it was
1: cool in there, but no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the trek across the pool deck was just too much, huh? It
1: was, it's too much.
2: <laughs> we, hung out at, we hung out at Vista a couple of times, though. Oh, yeah. That's nice in the atrium.
1: I think the one of the things that has jumped to the top of my list is before October, I had always wanted to see a Funnel Vision film at night, uh, which we did, and it was glorious. And so one of the first things I do on the app now is I go, what movies are playing in the evening? On Funnel Vision. And boy, did I luck out because One Night Tangled was up there, which is (gasps) one of my favorite movies. And I was like, I do not care what else is going on. In fact, that was the night that Aladdin was playing. And so that's uh, what Aladdin got substituted for. And just sitting up there and the breeze and the stars and the lights of the aqueduct, it's just great.
2: With maybe a blanket and some chicken tenders? You know us already, Sam. (laughs) It's
1: either that or I'm running down to sweet on
3: you. I was going to say, I think we had sweet. We had chicken tenders before, but then we had sweet on you.
1: We just did all the things
3: at the film. Yeah. I love it. So I will confess,
2: we have never done one of those funnel vision at nights. I always see people doing it and I have seen them with blankets. Where do the blankets come from?
1: I honestly do not know because it was warm enough for us. We just had the towels rolled up at for our heads quite frankly and we we brought like sleeves and pants if we needed them which we really didn't but you're right I have seen people out there with the blankets and I also do not know where they came from
3: (laughs) yeah I don't either
0: Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I had a chance to meet several of the agents from My Path Unwinding Travel on a recent cruise we did out of New Orleans in February, our first time sailing concierge. And let me tell you, those agents were so nice, so welcoming, and so knowledgeable to us. They answered all of our questions about concierge, even though we had not booked our vacation through them. We have since joined several of their fabulous Facebook groups where we've learned more about concierge and had even more questions answered. And let me tell you, they're just so re- Responsive, so knowledgeable, so welcoming, such a positive energy in this community that we were so excited to welcome them on as our new show sponsor. So, if you are interested in booking your next fabulous Disney cruise line vacation, you've been curious about concierge, you've been eyeing and adventures by Disney, you've been wanting to explore an all inclusive vacation or some new destination that maybe Disney doesn't go to, let me tell you, Karen and her agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel are the people to talk to. And remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent to book your travel, they get paid at the time you travel. And so you are leaving this great knowledge and expertise on the table if you're not using a travel agent to book your next fantastic vacation. So head on over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo. So they know we sent you and we know you'll have an amazing experience with Karen and the entire team over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks My Path Unwinding Travel for sponsoring the show. And now back to our episode. All right. So movies under the stars, movies in the theater, it sounds like. Aside from Doctor Strange in the theater, do you see any of the other movies on, on board?
1: No, because I think we had watched them all before we got on board and also then made the decision, oh, this isn't how we want to spend our time. We want to do, you know, either something with Fresh air or sunshine or something else that we hadn't done. They were playing fairly regularly in Kanto and Turning Red were probably the most uh, played ones on our sailing.
3: And the Chip and Dale.
2: Oh, Rescue. Chip and Dale
3: one. Yeah. yeah, that was playing a lot.
2: Yeah. You guys had mentioned Deck 4. And I'm curious as to what your activity or activities on deck four were.
1: We only on our last cruise discovered the loungers, if you can believe that after so many sailings. Oh like, I'd always look at them and be like, oh, it's it's a cushion and there's some wood. It can't be that comfortable. And boy, oh boy,
3: was I wrong. It was a little warm this time, so we didn't spend quite as much time as we did in February on them, but this time we got to experience a sunset.
1: Yeah, we got super lucky. We came out the, the, the main doors of animators, not the back doors, and just went, oh, the sun is setting. We should go to deck four.
2: <laughs> Perfect timing. We weren't the only
1: ones either. In fact, I joke that maybe the captain was like, why is the ship like ne- uh, leaning toward port side right now? As we were out there, but there were a ton of people, and Chip and Dale came out. So it was a whole little deck four party. So it
2: sounds like you, you also like trivia. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love to know which trivias you guys hit up and which ones were your favorite
1: Disney cruise line trivia <laughs> <Far> <laughs> because we won again and the people we were playing against included another travel
3: agent. So I'm taking my big win. Gail is only slightly competitive. If you have just not a, tiny, that bit. Just a yeah. tiny bit, just a tiny bit. We uh, we might have a official dossier that we study from before uh, we go don't to know.
2: cruise line trivia. Can too. <laughs> can, can, can you, Gail?
3: I want to win Disney cruise line trivia, but
2: I don't. I don't know enough of the weird facts.
1: Yeah, it's it's not for the lighthearted. I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, there's some really hardcore. Disney trivia people on board these ships. And so winning it, it is a huge accomplishment because you have like some of the biggest Disney trivia nerds sailing with you always.
1: So I think that and then like the 80s, 90s kind of music trivia, just because of the atmosphere that the room has everybody reminiscing and singing together. That being said, boy, do we love O'Gills on the magic so much oh, better yes. than O'Gills on the
2: fantasy. You cannot compare the two. I don't care if they have the same name. No. Nope. Tell tell us why we haven't been on the magic yet. So tell us what's, what is, what, it, what makes the oh, magic. Sam,
1: you're opening a can of worms here with us and O'Gills.
2: <laughs> it is
1: the size and the layout because having been on the fantasy, it's, it's, long, it's narrow, sort of like a bowling alley. And on the Magic, it's got to be at least twice that size. You've got stand-up tables, you've got booths, you've got these big cushion chairs near the
2: portholes so you could see out. Oh, so it's more like the crown and fin on the Wonder.
1: Yes! It's actually much more like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The pub on the Wonder is superior to the one that they have on the dream and the fantasy, yes. What I love on the fantasy is skyline. That's right? the yes. that's oh, yeah. the part I mean, definitely that I like. yeah. agreed. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: All right. So
2: other activities, did you guys do any, like the game shows? Did you any of the adult, um, adult entertainment sounds bad, but (laughs) But,
0: this isn't, this isn't, this isn't virgin, Sam. Yeah, this is, I know this isn't a,
2: this isn't an adult only cruise line where they ban kids from being on the ship completely. No, but, um, Did you? I know they do, there's a ton of family game shows, but then there's the adult game shows like Match Your Mate and um, all the other ones. I can't even remember any of their names because there's just a a bunch of different ones. Did you guys get to do any of those experiences? I
1: have to say, we're not really the game show people, but before the cruise, we were committed to going to Silent DJ. Oh, yes. Please tell them about our Silent DJ experience.
3: So, Silent DJ started at 11 p.m. Which is uh, well past either of our bedtimes, and so we did not make it. It was also what it was. It was a weird night too. Was it the night before Castaway? That sounds right. So it was going to be this super late night when we had to have an alarm the next morning to get up. So we didn't do it. So it remains maybe what on the we're list. Telling everybody's were lazy. We are. We are very lazy. <laughs> hey,
0: it could be. It could be hard work being this lazy, Gail. Okay, so
3: <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of boring. But we did go from like, uh, we tried, we did try family dance party in the tube and it was just getting sort of started probably that the music was just overwhelmingly loud, uh, which is why we want to try silent dance party sometimes so that we can control the volume. But we went from the tube to Skyline a couple of times. I think we did that two different nights and just sort of hung out for a little while and chilled there. So we did, I mean, we go, we go out at night, but just not until 11 p.m. I would say that, and I, I think I think, Gail and I talked about this during the cruise, the sort of layout of activities was a little weird on this cruise. There was a lot of trivia, but it was more general knowledge trivia that it was like there was only one Disney Cruise Line trivia, and usually there are at least two, but there were like four Disney Tunes trivia. So it was, it was just sort of a weird layout of activities. I think 3D crafts happened like seven times. Which, if you've made the ship once, you've made the ship. Like, I don't need to do that one 17 times. And so it's just, it's it was a little bit of a weird layout of activities. Um, so we did do animation. I did late night animation one night. So, like nine o'clock, I think I did Sorcerer Mickey animation in D Lounge, which is the only time I've ever done like a nighttime, late, late ish night thing in D Lounge. And that was a lot of fun. So, that was cool to do.
1: I want to make sure that we don't skip over Castaway because this was super important this
0: time. Castaway is the home of Disney Cruise Line Relaxation, so yeah. What what did you uh, what did you get up to on Castaway?
1: So I have to have a recommendation of another bout of Disney blasphemy. We did not stay there all day.
2: That's okay. We don't stay there all day either. <laughs> okay, good.
0: it's it's like this is a confessional it's a safe space what happens on this podcast that's right that's right only gets shared with our listeners
2: (laughs) but i'm gonna also (laughs) confess i'm gonna confess that like kara we get too hot after a while
3: and uh, this this one was interesting because we've been the last two cruises in october and february we've stayed on the family side which we had never done before because we don't have kids. And so we typically just hop right over to Serenity Bay and enjoy that. So we'd been on the family side. We we stopped at the merchandise shops, which were a little bit better this time. The selection was better, but still was mostly 5K stuff and nothing really exciting or interesting. And then we went over to Serenity, caught the tram over to Serenity, and we stayed just until lunch. And I think by lunch, we were we were both... Done. It was so hot. There was also no breeze. So I, as we came back across the island, just like when you're walking deck four, one side of the ship can be blazing hot. And then you go around and you come out the other side of the ship and it can be breezy and beautiful. I think had we stayed on the family side, we might have lasted just a little bit longer because there was more breeze there, but there was just no breeze in Serenity Bay. It was so hot that day. So we just lasted until probably we were probably back on the ship by one, I think.
1: We were back before one because we were sitting, we went to lunch as soon as possible and we just sat there and waited for the tram to come and we're like, and we're out.
3: That's right. Yeah. We were probably back on by 12, 15, 12, 30.
1: But I guess I should have talked about us disembarking at Castaway first.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: As, um, one of the things that I, I still can't believe this. I'm interested, Brian and Sam, to hear your thoughts on this, of having gotten rid of the virtual queue, at least for Castaway.
0: Well, interesting, because I don't think we ever actually experienced... I mean, we have been on sailings that had a virtual queue for disembarkation. Uh, We haven't experienced it at Castaway. And actually, the times that we sailed at Castaway, we didn't even have to use it because we were disembarking the ship maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes after, you know, all ashore or whatever. And so typically if I, I used it, but it would immediately be like head to the gangway. So Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what, yeah. Th-
2: our experience with it was, was very minimal because we are not the first off the ship um, at Castaway. We do tend to get off on the earlier side because it does get really hot on Castaway and our Seattle accustomed bodies cannot handle um, the level of humidity and heat that's in the Bahamas for very long. So we, we do get off in the morning, but we don't get off like right at, you know, the sort of the first time people can get uh, onto the island. So it, it actually, yeah, as Brian said, when we would do the virtual queue, we never had to wait or anything. And then we never actually even had to show that our queue, that our number was called or anything because they were just letting people off uh, however they want. There was no line like that. But I, I, it sounds like you guys had a different experience.
1: Well, since I know that Disney Cruise Line leadership listens to your podcast, I would just (laughs) beg them to bring back not only the virtual queue for Castaway, which it wasn't terrible, but we were also only sailing with 2,500 people. The biggest ask was our total disembarkation from the cruise is we were sitting up at breakfast and shockingly they still were not using the character tags and they were just like, okay, everybody can disembark. And we still sat up in Cabanas another probably 20 minutes and we came down and we saw the line in the atrium that then wrapped through the elevators and all the way back to the shops.
3: It was horrible. It
1: was the worst disembarkation from any Disney cruise I've ever had.
2: I I know that when we have disembarked from the Wonder, they were using the character tags and calling people by group, which is helpful to make you know make the disembarkation process easier. But I also heard that, and and we did not disembark with everyone on our most recent cruise because that was um, uh, our, my COVID quarantine <laughs> cruise. <laughs> and so, um, but in that cruise, we heard through the Facebook group after the fact that it was hours and hours for that ship to get disembarked for some reason. So. We we know they were using the tags, but it still, for some reason, took until well into the afternoon. So much so that that's weird. Yeah, so much so that they 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 were delayed in obviously getting uh, the new passengers on for the very next cruise. It
0: it could also be a staffing issue on the uh, customs side of things. We you don't know, right? That's um, true. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think we've touched on everything except the food. Uh, yes. And so
2: and well, we did talk to contenders, but we got to talk yeah, 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 everything The only else. food that
0: matters, right? Uh, and so. And so I guess, how was the food experience on board and did you experience any of the adult dining as a way to relax and recharge?
1: Yeah, I think like most Disney cruisers who have done a number, we have our favorite dishes in our favorite restaurants and we will plan our evenings around those. And yes, we went to Palo. Focusing on Palo, the last time we went, we didn't have the greatest Food quality experience, which we were really shocked about. Um, and this time, I don't know. There, there were some big hits and there were some big misses, which was still for me a little suspect because of having so many consecutive, consistently great meals in Palo. Care, would you think?
3: Yeah, I would agree. This so we had such an amazing experience too when we were on the fantasy in October. So we had this great experience on the fantasy in October at Palo. Our miss was on the magic in February. We also are annoyed. By the change in the platinum benefit, so you have to order a certain amount of money to get the platinum benefit that you didn't have to do under the old system. And so you always have to try something new. We always have to try something new to get our dollar total up to what it needs to be, unless I pop a drink in there and then that takes care of it. But so we tried, the server really pushed something on us and it was... Which we never
1: had happen before.
3: Yeah, we'd never really had that happen before. And it was interesting listening to all the other servers. They were all pushing the exact same dish. So I don't know what that was. It was an interesting dish. I'm glad I tried it.
1: It was. Butternut squash
2: ravioli.
3: Yeah, but it's not ravioli. It's the other kind of pasta. Ang- Angnolati.
2: Ang-nolotti. angnolotti, yes. yes. Thank yeah, you. I know because we had it and I actually really liked it. And they were—they actually did suggest it to us. We had it as like an extra dish though.
3: So. Yeah. And I liked it. I thought it was good. And we saw them make it on Food Network like the next week after we got back. So I was like, oh, that's what we had on the ship. So it, it was good. We thought that the... Gail, what was the side you got that we really didn't like? Oh, the Um, mac and cheese. The mac and cheese. The mac and cheese was a huge miss. And then I got the, let's just call them what they are. I got the French fries, the Yukon uh, potatoes, roasted potatoes. (laughs) They were good. They were interesting. They were not the kind of quality that I expected from Palo.
1: And the reason we go to Palo, quite frankly, is for the papadelle. Period. Full stop. Which was beautiful and glorious as always. As was my chocolate souffle.
2: Yeah, I mean, those are kind of th- some of the some of the real staples, right? Those, I think, the Dover Sole, the Osobuco, those things are like Palo staples that people go time and time again back for.
1: Otherwise, we had great food. Um, the sea bass was the best we had ever had on any sailing um, and we actually knew our head server. He had been our server uh, actually in October who had been promoted. And so he really took extra good care of us.
3: Oh, that's awesome. This was the And this was the first time, and I don't know if people know this or not, but you can request meals to be brought to you from dining rooms if you don't like something on the menu. And we did actually do that once and our head server was kind enough to make sure that we got something different um, one night that, because there was just no seafood on the menu in the last restaurant that we really liked. So... That was really kind of him.
2: Yeah, I do it all the time. I'm I'm one of those people who I, there are certain dishes I really like and then some menus I don't really like that much, of, much stuff on them. And so I'm very often ordering off of one of the other menus, especially for dessert because there's not that many desserts that I really like. And so um, there are a couple of desserts I really like, but I, you know, there's only a couple. So I want to order them again and again if I'm going to order dessert. And
1: on that note, we ordered... Sweet On You for delivery one night in the dining room. Yeah.
2: How is that experience? We've never done that. It was funny
1: because our server, our server had never experienced it either. So that was great fun for everybody. We went to Sweet On You. We placed the order. They said, you know, early or late, what's your table number? And they gave us a ticket. And then we just gave the ticket to the server. that gave them directions to call this number. And then a cast member from Sweet On You actually delivered our dessert to our table.
2: That's awesome! I want to do that next time we're on. It, we have to do it on the fantasy or the dream because there isn't an ice cream shop on the magic or the wonder. Awesome! So it sounds like you had you had pretty good food with the one exception of a couple of the things in Palo being a little off. It sounds like you had great food in the main dining as well. Absolutely, definitely. Plus, the, of course, the chicken fingers. Do you are you guys French fry people too? Because I feel like we can't have the chicken fingers
3: without the French fries. I'm not. I am. All so right. I always get the French fries.
0: <laughs> it's so funny to me that you two ended up cruising together. It's like hot and cold. French fries? No French fries. <laughs> this, is just, <laughs> this is just fascinating. Um. Well, I think we have reached that point in our show, Sam, where I have to throw it over to you for rapid fire, which I know Gail has been anxiously awaiting for multiple bonus show episodes now. So Sam, take it away.
2: I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are, because we haven't done rapid fire with either of you, we're going to do our Disney cruising rapid fire. But of course, the first few questions are your general cruising or your general Disney favorites. The There are no right or wrong answers. There are no unless rules. Sam's except- de-
0: unless Sam deems them to be wrong, in which case right. they are wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> right.
2: And there are no rules unless I decide to make them up as we go. Okay, we're going to start with your favorite Disney or Pixar character, Gail. Move on. Kara. Pluto. Nice. I love both of those. Okay. Your favorite Disney or Pixar movie, Kara. Toy Story. Gale. Cars. Nice. All right. Your favorite Disney song, Gale.
1: I See the Light from Tangled.
2: Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Kara.
3: The only song in my head right now is We Don't Talk About Bruno, which is definitely not my favorite, <laughs> but I can't think of anything else right now.
2: Th- that's the one that sticks in your head. Do you like Surface Pressure? I love that one from Encanto. That's oh, yeah. The other that one, one is good. Time. I do like that one too. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. We're going to make that your favorite for now.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just find her I a just favorite. You. It's oh a one. Oh You know she can't
2: come up with one. I'm giving you one. All right. Okay. Your favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show. It doesn't have to be on the fantasy that you were just on. It can be on any of the any of the ones that you've seen on any of the ships. Kara, let's start with you. Dreams. Disney dreams. All right, Gail. Uh, dreams always tear up every time. Okay. Uh, Your favorite bar on board any of the DCL ships. Gail, we'll start with you. Skyline. Kara? O'Gill's as long as it's on the Magic. All right. Love it. Okay. Your favorite space on a Disney Cruise Line ship. Kara? The loungers on Deck 4 or our veranda. Both great. Both great opportunities. I love it. Gail?
1: I was going to say our veranda or O'Gill's on the Magic. (laughs)
2: I love it. All right. Favorite rotational dining, gale Rapunzel's. Nice. Kara?
3: I love the Animator's Palette restaurant, but I hate most of the menus in there. So I will also go with Rapunzel's because I like the restaurant and the menu.
2: The classic or the magic? Uh, dream
3: I like the new. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Favorite onboard activity other than lounging on your veranda and on deck four. So uh, Gail, we'll start with you. It's
1: either Disney Cruise Line Trivia or Funnel Vision at Night. Nice. Kara? Probably a
3: really good animation class.
2: All right. And this might be difficult, but which one is your favorite ship, Gail? Magic, but I want to put Vanellope's on
1: it.
3: All right. Fair enough. Kara? The magic, but with the crew from the fantasy, because we've come to love that crew. (laughs) (laughs) Kara, you're choosing the crew. I love that. All
2: right. Fair enough. Okay. And then my last question, Kara. we're going to start with you. Bucket list cruise. Where do you want to go? It can even be someplace Disney Cruise Line doesn't currently go, but you want to go on Disney Cruise. Oh, uh, Japan. Awesome. Gail?
1: Northern Europe, but I also have to make sure I go to Amsterdam and London while I'm there on the itinerary that goes to Norway, Sweden, and Denmark.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes Rapid Fire. Thanks, you guys. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Well. I appreciate both of you coming on to share your story of rest and relaxation. This is your moment of Zen for all of our listeners out there. I hope you too can someday experience a restful and relaxing Disney cruise. Gail, uh, do you want to let folks know where they can find you and follow along in all of your fabulous travels or if they want to take advantage of your services to book their next fabulous Disney vacation?
1: Um, sure. My name is Gail Hartle Road, and I'm with Off to Neverland Travel. And the easiest place to find me is Facebook.com/slash Gail dot Off to Neverland.
0: Well, Gail, we can't wait to have you back for advanced rapid fire rounds. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: and, and Kara, we understand that you are starting a new venture, a new podcast. I, we know you have a, a prior podcast, but um, can you tell us a little bit about? Uh, your
3: podcast and where folks can find you. Sure. So I am going to be starting a podcast called, I think it's called Creative uh, Work Hour. We're still sort of working that out, but through a co-working group that I'm a part of, we're um, starting this podcast to highlight the work of tons of different creative people who are doing all sorts of fun endeavors. Um, and you can find me, probably the easiest way to find me is on Twitter. I'm at K-I-C-K-I-2-2.
0: All right. Well, thanks to both of you again for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I hope you can tell we had just an absolute blast talking to Gail and Kara about their cruise and how they like to relax on board Disney Cruise Line. If you've got tips out there, things you love to do to relax, send them our way. We'd love to hear about them. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll feature them on a show or have you as a guest on a show to talk about it more. But just loved having them on. Can't wait to have Gail back and Kara back. So hopefully they'll be out there sailing again soon and we can bring them back on the show. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from AK Disney 23 who writes, Great podcasts. Podcast. I just discovered your podcast as my family prepares for a Disney cruise in November with an eight-year-old and a three-year-old who has special needs, neurodevelopmental genetic disorder and autism. And the first episode I saw was on taking special needs kids to WDW and DCL. It blew me away how perfect it was. Great tips on DAS and preparing her for our trip. Well, thank you for that review. And special needs kiddos is something near and dear to our heart given that our son is special needs. And just again, said this last week, love bringing a diversity of perspectives onto the show and topical shows to you to help plan your vacation. So we will keep trying to do that as long as folks keep listening. So leave us those five-star reviews over Apple Podcasts. They really, really help us out a lot. With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at DCL Duo. You can also head over to www.dclduo.com if you'd like to find out all the ways you can connect with us, you can also head over to our voicemail line and leave us a voicemail message. If you'd like to have us answer a question, respond to a comment on the show, we will put your voicemail on the air. That line for all of you out there is 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. We've got a voicemail question pending and a Q&A episode coming up soon, so head over there leave us a message. We love to read those things on the air. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL do you can always browse to youtube.com dcl DCL Duo for our YouTube channel. We have some video content up over there and more is coming. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to make this show happen each and every month. And also support the show, of course, by browsing to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Please be sure to use that link with the www so they know we sent you their way. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.